This episode is brought to you by Harry's. Harry sent me a razor starter kit recently to try, and I put it to use very quickly because I keep myself clean shaven. In fact, I pretty much shave every single day because I have lots of facial hair. It grows back very quickly, and it's also really thick, and it hurts a lot when I shave normally, with a bad razor at least. So I've been using Harry's razors for like a week now. They're very nice. It's a five-blade razor, and I have to say, it really does effortlessly shave through my normally very annoying facial hair. It doesn't hurt one bit, no tugging, anything like that. And it stayed sharp the entire time as well. I'm very impressed so far. It also has kind of a good weight to it. It's like heavier than normal. I don't know. It's like, it's just got a good weight to it. I really like that. I didn't know I liked it before, but now I know I like it. I also really liked the shaving cream just because it smells really good. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by questionable shaving products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of other big brands. Harry's has a customizable delivery option for scheduled refills as low as $2, half of what you pay from other big brands. Don't settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com otherworld. That's harrys.com slash otherworld for a $3 trial set. I have always wished that my Spanish was better. Living in Southern California and going to Mexico a lot for surfing, weekend trips, stuff like that. It's just very handy. I took three years of it in high school, but I really didn't learn that much from the books. I basically only got really good at asking various types of people where the library is located, which turns out to be not a phrase you use that often when you're on vacation. Rosetta Stone is a much more organic and easy way to learn a new language because it really immerses you in that language. It's the most trusted language learning program available on desktop, and also it has an app. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Like I said, it's fast language acquisition because it really immerses you in the language. There's no English translations, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. They also have speech recognition features like True Accent, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also an amazing value. They offer a lifetime membership, which includes all 25 languages, which is perfect for any and all trips you might have in your future with various languages you might want to learn. Don't put off learning that new language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Otherworld listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com otherworld today. Welcome to Otherworld. I'm your host, Jack Wagner. In today's episode, you're going to be hearing a few different stories from one person. That person's name is Annie. And a guy named Shane originally wrote in about this. He told me that he's very skeptical. His whole family's very skeptical. But recently, his aunt Annie has had some very strange things happening to her. Things that nobody can really explain, but they can't deny. And nobody really understands, including Annie. And that's a type of story that I really like to tell. I love hearing stories from people who aren't out looking for this stuff, and they definitely don't understand it. I love hearing that perspective. I think it's very important, and it always gets me very excited. What also gets me very excited is when a nephew writes in about his aunt. I can't explain it, but for some reason, every time a nephew writes in about their aunt, it's going to be a really good story. The first episode of the show is a nephew and aunt. This is a nephew and aunt. It's not going to be the last episode from a nephew and aunt combination. So let me tell you, there's something powerful about the nephew-aunt duo. Society's not talking about it. You're always hearing about a father-son, mother-daughter. The nephew-aunt is underappreciated, but I've recognized the power and I've, I've noticed this pattern. Anytime a nephew's writing about his aunt, it's going to be a good story. And this episode is no exception. So I'm going to let them tell the story, but... I do really like this one. Also, I think this episode is a really good primer for things to come. It covers some themes that will be very important for some episodes I have coming up in the future that I'm really excited about. Very complicated ones, but there's some themes in this that I think will be a good little primer for the audience. 
So I'm going to let Shane and Annie take it from here. You're listening to episode five of Otherworld. This episode is called The Messenger. My name is Shane Lennon, and uh, I live in Pasadena, California. And I come from a very large family on my dad's side. I have 11, well, 10 aunts and uncles, and then he's the 11th child. And they're all from Venice, California, and they have so many cousins. And it's just, you know, I grew up um, not living in California, but, you know, I've been tied to California forever and grew up just surrounded by family, constantly hanging out, telling stories, um, you know, laughing a lot and, you know, a lot of family parties and stuff like that. So, uh, but, you know, I, I slowly heard, I feel like in high school, I, I, I didn't know about my Aunt Annie's, um, I actually have no idea when it started, but I remember hearing like my dad's friend passing away about uh, when, when he passed away about how my Aunt Annie had a dream about him that he arrived in and told her to tell my dad um, a message that actually did mean something to my dad, which was... So the first time I heard that, I was like, whoa, that, that's pretty weird. And then there were more stories like that. And then come to find out after I moved out here in 2010, we're at some family party maybe down the line and we're all sitting in like a circle in the living room and my Annie just starts telling all these stories about the, the ghosts that live in her house and multiple, multiple stories of it, multiple ghosts and multiple people who also live in the house or have stayed in the house who have seen the same thing. And, and you know, as being someone who's very skeptical about these things initially, um, I was truly just overwhelmed by the sheer amount, the, the sheer volume of what had happened. So I, I had to reach out. Well, Shane, I mean, I kind of in part make this show for skeptics. So what, <laughs> what, 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 um, what was it that made you like take this seriously versus, I mean, sometimes you hear somebody with like a ton of stories. And, I mean, even me, sometimes I hear people yeah. with a ton of stories and I'm like, Oh, okay. This person like s- imagined a ton of things like clearly. Right. In fact, sometimes the more, stories they have, the more, the less I believe them. So what was yeah. it about these that made you as a skeptic? I mean, like, yeah. And like, I don't want to be the person like who came into it, like, Oh, my aunt Annie is crazy or anything, but I think the brain is a very powerful thing that we can't control. We see or feel necessarily all the time, obviously. And I don't know. I think it just started off with like one story and then a second story of same thing. And then, her, you know, my uncle Mike seeing the same ghost or my uncle Mike and my cousin Molly seeing the same uh, ghost, quote unquote, um, while they were in separate rooms and calling out to each other that they saw the same thing. And like that kind of thing. their friends staying that. I mean, I don't want to spoil these stories, but <laughs> I like just it truly it was just like one story after another after another. And I was like. I don't know. I, I get chills sometimes singing about it. And um, I have chills right now, actually. And <laughs> um, and plus the stories of just like, I think the ones that really blew me away are all the stories that um, my Annie, my Aunt Annie has of uh, her dreams where someone who just passed away visits her that she doesn't even know to tell her something. And it actually is relevant, which is it, those ones really, I, I don't even know what to do <laughs> with those. All right, so that was Shane. I think you heard her giggling there, but you're about to hear the interview with Aunt Annie. She has a lot of stories. And normally I try to exclude myself as much as possible from this podcast, but in this episode, I'm a little more present than normal. And there's a reason for that at the end. I think you'll understand why. But 
You'll be hearing me a little bit more throughout this episode than normal, just kind of jumping in from time to time, asking some questions, because quite frankly, I was very curious. So here's Annie, and I think you're going to very much enjoy this. Okay. Um, my name is Annie Suzuki, and uh, I think these things kind of started... I, the first one actually started with, with uh, Shane's dad's friend, okay, my brother Joe's friend. And... Um, I had gone to Branson to go visit them, and I had heard that he had passed away. And that night I had gone to bed, and I had known him my whole life. I had knew he and his brother and everything my whole life. And I fell asleep, kind of asleep. I can't explain it. It's a different thing. It's, there was a big white light that came, and he's standing there with his brother, who had passed away also, and he had his arm around him. And he looked at me and he said, you know, I'm doing okay. And he said, you need to tell Joe that there is something here. And I looked at him and he said, it, you need to tell Joe that there's something here. And he also said, you need to tell your sister-in-law, who was also he was good friends with, that everything's okay, I'm okay. And that I, I you know, I, I love her, everything's fine. And at that point I woke up and the, the light was really bright and I thought, wow, that's, that's really strange. So I called Joe up. I know that Joe's a real skeptic about everything. I called Joe up and I said, Joe, I had a, a I guess a dream about Michael last night, but he said to tell you that there is something there. And he goes, what? And I said, there is something there. And he said, he said, when he and I were young with their other friend, the three of them made a pact that whoever went first would let the other two know that there was something there. And that those were the exact words that they used. Um, and then I, when I called my sister-in-law to tell her she started crying and she said we ended on a very odd note I couldn't get a hold of him I thought he was angry at me and I just I've been just sick ever since he was he was this whole thing happened and I really needed to hear this so that that was my my first encounter and I thought okay you know this it was like whoa it was weird and it was a it was very strange it wasn't like a dream I can't explain it it was very bright and very um behind them I could see the light just pulling back and uh, it was it was very odd and then my I came home and I would say probably oh maybe five or six months later my best girlfriend's husband passed away and I was laying down to take a nap and I was watching the TV and then the lady came on and she starts singing the song for good from Wicked and all of a sudden I see Jack's face, that's her husband. I see his face like right here, like it was just, I could see him talking. It was the weirdest thing ever. And he said, you need to tell uh, Susan that this is, this is for her. And I was like thinking, what, this is really odd. He was, no, you need to tell Susan this is for her. And I, I just thought this is really odd. So I, I just laid down and I thought, I, I'm not even gonna think about it. So I get a phone call from my other friend and she says, uh, Susan wants us to come over and bring dinner tonight. She's, you know, she's setting up his funeral services and all that. Would you please, you know, can we take some food over? So I said, sure. So I get up and I'm, and I have scissors in my hand. I had just done something and I started to walk towards the bathroom. In my head, I said, I am not gonna say this to her. She's grieving her, her husband. I have no idea what any of this means. I have no idea. This is crazy that I even thought I saw it. And as that happened, and I'm not lying, I'm not a crazy person. As I was thinking to myself, I'm not going to tell her that she's grieving and whatever, the scissors flew out of my hands, literally flew out of my hands across my, my bathroom. I didn't drop them. I didn't, <laughs> they literally flew out of my hands. So I started to kind of shake and I thought this is really odd. So I picked them up. And I thought, okay, this is just coincidence. I'm just, I'm going to forget about it. I get in the car. I go over there for dinner. We're, we're sitting around and she's talking about, and I didn't know what she believed at this point about spiritual anything. So we're all sitting around the table and she looks up and she says, you know, I thought that he would send me a message somehow. Okay. And all of a sudden I'm just going, oh, so I get up and I said, can I talk to you for a minute? And she said, sure. And we go into the, into her bedroom. And I said, okay, this is really odd. I don't know what you're going to think or not think, but I saw Jack today and he told me I had to tell you, uh, that the song for good came on and it was for you. And she just breaks out into tears. And she said, he wrote that song for me in the last card that he gave me. And she said, I knew he'd let me know he was okay. And then she played it at his funeral. 
And it was, it was, I still have chills thinking about it now, but it was, and I had no idea any of that. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> it was, but the, the, the odd part is every time I get one of these messages, if I do not give them to the person, it's almost like my skin crawls. I feel like I'm like this until I do. It's almost like I feel like they're telling me, you need to tell them. And if you don't, you know what I mean? You're going you're gonna to feel like this. And that's, that's exactly what happens. Like I get really like tight inside. I can't explain it until I give the message. Um, I had a, a girlfriend of mine who I woke up at seven o'clock in the morning and her mother was talking to me like crazy. Okay. I, I don't know. She's a famous person, but I don't think I can say the name. So I'm going to let that go. But I, I hadn't spoken to her in probably I would say probably 10 years I hadn't spoken to her, but we were really close. And I had her number and I'd call her anytime. I woke up and her mother was just talking to me. It woke me up out of a sleep. And I can't explain it. It's like here. It's like where the, your third eye is, I guess, is what they say. But she's talking to me and I'm saying, what, 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 what? And I stopped. I said, what's going on? And she was like, you need to tell her this for me. And she told me all this information to give her. And at the end, she said, please tell her, she said, please tell her that, you know, her son is here with me, everything's fine. She was going on and on and on. And she, but you need to tell her right now. So I said, okay, I'm gonna pick up the phone. And I just started writing. I, it almost was like not even coming for me to tell her like, okay, this is what, and then I pressed send. And then I went to my husband and I said, oh my God, I haven't talked to her in 10 years. She's gonna think I'm absolutely crazy. I get a text back immediately. And she said, I cannot thank you enough. She said, it's the anniversary of my son's death today, which I had no idea. And I just needed to talk to my mom and I was crying to, saying, mom, I just need to talk to you. I'm feeling so overwhelmed. And she said, I know the veil between this world and the next is so thin and just thank you. And I would have no idea that I didn't know any of that. So I, you know. What kind of stuff was she telling you? She just, she just was telling her she needs to slow down. She's been doing too much. She needs to sit back. I'm here for her. I'm always there. I hear her when she's talking to me and she needs to know that I'm always there. You know, and I have her son here with me and it's okay, everything's okay. You're gonna be okay, but you need to just slow down. You know, she was like, I, it was just those kind of things, which I, you know, <laughs> I hadn't talked to her in 10 years, so I didn't know what was going on, you know? So it, it was kind of odd. And I also, this is kind of an off thing too. Um, <laughs> a few years earlier, um, I was driving, taking my daughter to, to school. And as I pulled up to the bus stop, I saw this particular girl, the one that I just told you about. Her, I saw what looked like her dad when he was really young, sitting on the park bench, I mean the, the bus bench. I pulled up next to the bus bench. And I said, oh my gosh, I turned to my daughter Molly and I said, that looks like Mr. whatever. I said, oh my gosh, that's scary. He looks so much like him. I said, but when he was really young, so I took her to school, I pulled off, and he looked right at me. I pulled around, I took her to school. As I dropped her off, I got in the car and came around the corner. I turned the radio on, and it said, Mr. So-and-so died this morning. And <laughs> I actually had to pull the car, call it car over. I was shaking so badly. And I called my daughter, and I said, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> And she just went, oh, my God, Mom. I said, I know. She, was, she just said to me, <laughs> that guy, it was, it was frightening. He was by himself, and he looked right at me. I mean, he just looked right at me. It was, the, it was very odd. I, I'll tell you one that this one really kind of threw me a little bit. I, I, I come home from a trip from New York, and my son's friends had stayed at my house and taken care of the house. And uh, when I got home, my son Christopher said, Jacob needs to talk to you. He was one of the ones that stayed here. And he said, will you call him? So I call him and Jacob says, I had the weirdest thing happen. He says, I was staying in your front room. And he said, I, I got up in the morning to clean up because I knew you were coming home. And he said, the vase that was up on the, on the shelf had fallen over, was over. And there was like stuff that had spilled all out all over the shelf. So he said, I cleaned it up. I cleaned up your room. I did the whole thing. And I walked out and closed the door. He said, because I, I, and I was gonna go do the rest of the house. And he said, so I cleaned everything else out. And when I came back into the room, it was knocked over again. And he said, I looked around, there was no one here. We hadn't been in there. And it was all, the shelf was all over the place. 
So he said, I, I went in and I, I cleaned it up again. And he said, but it really creeped me out because he said, I, I had just cleaned it and I walked in and it was over again. I didn't hear anything. I didn't whatever. He goes, so I'm just telling you, it's just, it was just kind of weird. So I got up and I came in to the room and it was tipped over. It was all over. And he said, I cleaned it up. So I thought, this is really odd. I was like, looking like that is just really odd. So I have a friend who also like sees things like I do sometimes. So I called her up and I said, what do you think this means? It's really odd. So she goes, I don't know, but I keep seeing your, your mom with balloons around her. And she said, and I keep seeing an urn, like an urn. And I said, she said, what was in the vase? So I walked in and I pulled the stuff out and I start looking and I, I, I swear I got chills from head to toe. My mom's ashes were in a little vial that I had inside the vase and I couldn't remember where I had put that vial like for years and it was laid out on the thing sitting there and then I realized it was my mom's birthday okay so I I really got chills that one like got me like I had chills from head to toe and so I just went ah I just got to scream and I called my girlfriend back and I said oh my god my mom's ashes are here it's her birthday and she goes go scatter them out and your garden. She wants you to go scatter them out in your garden. I said, okay. So I took them out, scattered them out in the garden. And then I came and sat on my front porch and I was shaking. And, and a lot of times what happens if I, also is they pop the wall, they make it pop like someone has hit it, like it's loud. So when I sat down, the whole front porch started popping. Bam, 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 bam. I mean, so loud that I, that I, I was just shaking. And I just said, happy birthday, mom. I was like, I knew that she was there. It was like, it, it, it was really, I'm, I have chills now talking about it. <laughs> and, I, and like I said, I, I've never been one of those people. I, I would have thought people were crazy. I've always been a skeptic, but it's happened to me. So I, you know, I, I just say, okay. It's, it's. <laughs> what was the popping you heard? It, it, a lot of times when I'm done either giving giving someone the message they need or or I'll think something that I shouldn't do this or whatever, the wall will pop like like someone punched it. I can't explain it to you, but it, it's like wham, wham, wham. It's almost like energy. And when I, after I went and put that out in the garden and went and sat on my front porch, my, the whole porch started doing it. It was loud, like wham, 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 like popping, 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 really loud. And my husband has heard it, and so has my daughter, so I don't, I know I'm not crazy. They've gone like, what the heck was that? You know, when something happens, I'll go, I know. <laughs> I don't know how to explain, it just sounds like someone is, it, like an electrical pop is coming out of the wall. That's what it sounds like. It's loud, like pew, pew, it like hits, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's pretty odd. <laughs> Okay, we have to take a quick break, but we will be right back. Folks, springtime is here, and it might be time to clean out the closet and finally update your wardrobe. Quince has you covered with timeless pieces that never got a style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the essentials for men and women, and everything is made from high-quality materials, which is very important to me. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes savings on to us. And like I mentioned, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. I recently went on a little shopping spree myself. I got a chore jacket, a Mongolian cashmere cardigan, and a quilted jacket. Basically stuff that I could just throw on top of the normal old t-shirts that I wear every day to make myself look a lot more presentable and fashionable when I need to. I also got some new sheets for our bed. They have so many to choose from. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash otherworld for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash otherworld to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash otherworld. Hey, Otherworld listeners. I'm excited to tell you about a show that I love and I think you're going to love as well. It's called Sophia with an F, starring Sophia Franklin. This show is about as different from Otherworld as a show could possibly be, which is why I think many people were very, very shocked when I got invited on as a guest 
around Halloween. It was really the crossover that nobody expected. I'll never forget the day my episode came out and every single one of my college-age cousins texted me all at the same time. Very confused, but also very excited. It was nice to hear from all of them, though, and uh, finally get some respect. I had a great time on the show. Sophia is really down-to-earth, which is why I think her interviews are so good. We talked about Otherworld, the paranormal, getting into this whole thing unexpectedly, as I did, and a lot of other stuff that I think normally does not get discussed on Sophia with an F. Normally in the show, Sophia Franklin goes deep on sex, life, mental health, relationships, and everything in between. You could get Sophia all to yourself every Monday for solo mini-episodes and every Thursday with her ride-or-die best friends, experts, and some famous guests on a host of other topics, topics that are not safe for the dinner table, from foursomes and sugar daddies to wild sexcapades and tips for keeping things fresh in the bedroom. It's raw and laugh-out-loud funny, no borders and no filters. My personal favorite is the episode with Waka Flocka Flame, if you want somewhere to start. Listen to and follow Sophia with an F on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I was Shane was just saying, had I ever had had any more dreams? And I have had dreams. I, I, my mother came to me one time and she spent the whole evening with me. I I swear through my whole, my whole story. It's different than a dream, and that I can't explain. You feel different when you're in it. You feel like it's happening rather than you're just dreaming it. Um, but my mom was with me, and at the, at the very end of the dream, I just said, I miss you so much. And she said, I'm with you every day. And as she said that, she pulled back in this great white light that I can't explain, and it, she just shot backwards, and I woke up. It was just a bright... Until then, it just looked like we were in the house walking and talking and being together. And then all of a sudden when she said, I'm with you every day, a huge white light almost like engulfed her and pulled her backwards. Like it was, I'll never forget what it looked like. But I felt like I had seen her. I felt like I had been with her. Um, Very odd. (laughs) But that's, that's all I can explain it as. It was a big white light that pulled her backwards. What was it like hanging out with her? It was wonderful. I felt like I was with her. And she looked, she looked like she probably was in her 60s. So (laughs) she didn't look like when she passed away. She looked younger. So it it was, it was, but it was, we spent the whole evening together. It's, yeah. And I, and I, I just recently, uh, my brother passed away recently and um, I'm getting emotional. Um, I had a weird, just one weird weird dream. Everybody was in our house. We were all talking and doing whatever. And I said, oh, I just need to get out of the house. There's too many people here. And I walked out on the porch and he was standing there and he just put his arms out. And I threw my arms around him because his thing with me is just always hugging me just as tight as he could. And I said, oh my God, I missed your hugs. And I just hugged him and I said, will you promise you'll come back and give me more hugs? And he said, I promise you I will. And then he just, went out like I just woke up so it it, that was took me by surprise (laughs) but uh, and it's different I can't explain it other than to say that it's a dream but it's not it's like I'm I'm in that dream state but I can tell there's a difference it's it's very clear it's very clear to me what's happening when I'm talking to the person or when I'm with the person it's very clear that I'm really there with them and, and it's, it's, it just feels different. It just feels different. Um, it's almost like a vision. It almost is. But, yeah, that's almost what it's like is a vision. It, it's, um, it's, it's really different. <laughs> and I also, like I said, I, I think before, I did before the whole thing with Michael and whenever for the first time that happened, the only thing I can say I did see was I would see auras in my house. I would see something walking by. I wouldn't actually see the a ghost part itself. I would see uh, like the aura around them. I could see them walking in our house at night and stuff. I totally, and it didn't scare me, which I would think that it would. It didn't. It was like, oh, there's someone walking across the room right now. And I could see them. It completely outlined them. And they would walk across and walk back. And sometimes they would walk right up to me. And I would just look at them like, who are you? You know, I'd be like, I know you're here. Who are you? Like, it, it was odd, and which will probably lead into, I can say, 
that my husband, I, he knew that I was seeing things and he knew all this stuff was happening. And he's a real skeptic. And he was like, well, I love you and I trust you. So I, I guess this must be happening. And then he got up one night, he went in to go to the bathroom and he came back out. And as he looked just white, he climbed back into bed and he said, I just saw a soldier and a nurse and a little girl standing in the hallway. He said, I couldn't see their faces, but I could see their bodies. And I don't want to talk about this. And he climbed into bed. He goes, I don't even want to talk to you about it. I said, okay. So I never said anything. I was laughing. Like, I didn't say anything. So I asked him about it in the morning. He goes, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I said, okay. So a few weeks later, my uh, my daughter's friends from came from college, and they were staying at the house. And they had been here for a week or so. And I was driving them in the car, and I could see them whispering in the back of the car. I said, what are you guys whispering about? She said, okay, I need to ask you something. I said, what's that? She goes, do you have ghosts in your house? And I started to kind of laugh, and I said, why are you asking me? And she said, because every night when I wake up, I see a soldier and this lady that kind of looks like a nurse and a little girl who's really rambunctious at the end of my bed. And she said, I keep thinking I'm dreaming it, but why am I having the same dream every single night? <laughs> and I had never said a word to her or my daughter that he had seen that nothing. <laughs> so I started to laugh and I said, well, I guess you're probably seeing them. <laughs> I, you know, so <laughs> I don't know. And then I, I called in my friend who's the who also sees things like me. I brought her into the room and I said, okay, this is where they were seeing them. You know, we were seeing them. Uh, who are they? What is, what do you think? And she looked over at, there's an old trunk in the corner of this particular room. And she said, I think they came in on that. Where did that come from? And I said, it's a, an old army trunk. And I said, it was here in, it was out in the garage when we bought the house. So I said, I, and I, it was left. And so I brought it in because I thought it was so cool, cool looking and just left it in our front room. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of the items thing. Like, and when I hear stories like that, like, what do you, I'm, I'm curious what you think about that. Cause when I, when I hear everything related to, you know, crossing over the other side or something like that, I could get behind most of it. Mm -hmm. I think a confusing thing is like the items, like if I die, would every random thing I own, would I be, like, attached to it in some way, like, showing up there, you know? Like, that's why I, 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 I always, like, struggle to, like, wrap my head around that, you know? Like, was this, like, trunk super important? I wonder. I, you know what? To be honest with you, I have no idea. I, all I know is it's an old trunk, and I and they were from, like, I said, how would they get here if they were, if it was an old person from an old war and a nurse and a little girl? And the little girl has shown up here after that, oh, plenty of times. My husband actually called me. I was over at a friend of ours house. He came home early and he called me. He said, you need to come home. And I said, why? He said, I walked in the door and she was laughing, just laughing, laughing, laughing. She said, wahoo. When I opened the door and she he said, I am freaked out. Just come home, please. And I, I said, okay. You know, she's shown up here like, and my, both my daughter and my husband saw her walking out and they both, they both, my husband, my daughter was in her her room and she was sick and I was we were sitting in the living room with my husband and I were sitting in the living room and all of a sudden they both saw her get up and walk across the front hallway they could both see the front hallway they both saw her and they both said to each other oh my god did you see that they were like so and it's what does she look like um dark hair little like she looks like she's probably 10 or 11 but really rambunctious like like I don't know, really rambunctious. Like, what kind of stuff is she doing? She just, well, she just like saying wahoo and running and jumping and kind of just r full of energy, really full of energy. Yeah. When did this start for you? Did this, when you were young, did you notice something was different or any? No, not until, not until I, I have to say till probably like, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. And then all of a sudden I started seeing these auras and then I was like, Oh, someone's in our house. This is odd, you know, and, and sensing that, like sensing that all the time seeing someone walking around, but it was just a dark figure with a, you know, aura around it. But that was all I just thought. And I wasn't afraid of it, which really was weird because I would expect that I would be afraid. You'd be afraid if you saw someone walking in your house like that. 
And it didn't scare me. I felt really calm. I was like, wow, this is interesting. And I would just watch them walk across. Sometimes it'd be two and three, just walk across the room. And I think, oh, someone's in our house. This is interesting. But it didn't, it didn't scare me or anything. And then this thing happened with, you know, my brother's friend dying and all that. And that's when it started. Then all of a sudden I just started, ha- it just kept happening. <laughs> Things just kept, you know. How often would you say you get these messages? Um, I don't know. I'll get a few a year that I'll, yeah, that'll. It's not a very big part of your life. This happens sporadically. No, it's not. I mean, it happens sporadically. Yes. Yeah. It's not like it's something I do every day all the time. It's not anything like that. It just, I I don't know when it'll happen. That's why I said like the one with my brother that just happened. That was just like two weeks ago. And, and it really took me by surprise. I was, it, you know, like I, I, I don't know when those things are going to happen. You know, um, a friend of mine that passed away that I was very, very close with, um, he he was our boss, and that's how I met my husband. Whenever I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to him when he died, and it really upset me. I just I, I he was really sick, and I hadn't seen him and all that. And probably about six weeks after he died, all of a sudden he appeared in this weird dream or whatever it was. But he was so young. He didn't look like what I knew him as. And that was, but he came up to me and said, I, you felt like you didn't get to say goodbye to me. I need to just give you a hug and tell you I love you and I'm okay. And I totally, it's, it was a different feeling and he just hugged me. And then I woke up always after they, they give me a hug or come, whatever it is, I, I, I wake up like that. But I just felt like I had been with him. I, I really felt like, especially because he didn't look like what I saw him as. And I was like, whoa, like it, it. You know, and I've been told, I mean, I, my, my other friend who's psychic, she has said to me that she, she said a lot of times they, they appear as they were happiest in their life. They're, that's the spirit that you're seeing, whatever it is you're seeing there. But Well, how has this affected your beliefs? I do believe that there is some place we go to. I, I, I was baptized Catholic, but I'm not a, I'm definitely not a practicing Catholic. Um, I don't really believe in organized religions. I, from everything that's happened to me, I know there's something there when we pass on. It's just too strong. It's too, too much has happened to me. Too, so too much. I've seen too much. I felt too much. I've heard too much. The pops, the, uh, I've, I've seen it. And so I just, it, I very much feel like I couldn't have known any of those things. I couldn't have known that that was the song he wrote in the, in her card. You know what I mean? I, I couldn't have known that it was my friend's son's, you know, the anniversary of her death. I hadn't even of his death. You know, I, there's certain, I couldn't have known that my brother Joe had made a pact with his friend. I, those are things I know I didn't know, but I was given those messages and I thought, why? They're going to think I'm crazy. But once I said them, it meant something to them. So I just, I feel like I know I didn't know those. I couldn't have known those. There's a reason why they came to me, you know, they, why they told me to tell them that. Or, And in your day-to-day life, how does this stuff factor into it? Do you find yourself thinking about it a lot, or do you kind of just go back to normal? I, I go back to normal, but I feel like it can happen at any time. You know, like I feel like I'm very aware, like, like I think it's really a, cool I feel lucky in some ways I feel like wow I got to I got to do this or I got to whatever well I don't know why they chose me you know that's what I feel like I don't know why they chose me um and I hope it I I it feels good to give someone a message and make them feel better once that you know what I mean like I when I say something that means something to them at first I panic thinking oh my god they're gonna think I'm crazy you know I'm talking about this song or I'm talking about you know something they said and but it means something to them, and then I feel like, wow, I, I was lucky that I got to pass this on, or I, you know. Has it ever gone in a bad way when you told somebody? Um, no, it never has. Every time I've given a message, they've known what I meant. Yeah, they've known what I meant. So I, I you know, that's been kind of <laughs> interesting. Based on your personal experience, and it seems like you're kind of outside of the new age world, so to speak, or um, 
you know, you're not like a practicing psychic. This is just like something that happens to you, right? So you seem a little removed of like the the lore and the writings of this type of stuff. You're like outside the influence of that. Like so independently, just based on your own experience, do you have any theories or like developed understandings of what all of this is, like how it might work, things like that? You know, I I don't. I I I can't it, it's hard to explain like when it started happening to me it was very very hard for me to explain what was happening to me like even to say to you I see people here I I can't explain to you what it is um I just know that it's happening to me I just know that it when I see something going off here it looks like a big light and I close my eyes I see the faces talking to me I see whoever it is saying to me you need to do this or you need to whatever and it just goes over and over and then if like i said if i don't do it 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 physically affects me if i don't go tell the person so i feel like they really are trying to tell me please go do that for me you know please yeah so um i i don't know i don't i don't know what to make of it i feel like my whole life i've always felt like a sane person and uh a lot of times I don't tell these stories to people because I think they, they're going to think that I'm crazy. So I just, you know, but when I talked to Shane, he was like, they're not going to think you're crazy. You, you, you need to tell your stories. You know, I, I, I know that I'm not a crazy person. And my brother, Joe, who is the biggest skeptic, Shane's dad, he said, I love you and I know you and I don't believe in anything, but I believe in you. So I don't know what I believe. So that's, you know, that's kind of, you know, physically when I walked in and saw that vase tipped over, you know, and I had come in and cleaned it up once and came back and it was down. I knew there, there I didn't, there was nobody in here. You know, I, I just, <laughs> it's, it's, it was odd. And then that my mom's ashes were in there. It just, it gave me chills from head to toe. I was like, what the heck is that all about? You know? Shane, I'm tapping you back in. I have a question for you. Yeah. So has she, Annie, you have to ignore ignore this question. But has okay. she made has she made wrong predictions? Am I only hearing like the correct no. ones? Is are there like thousands of wrong ones out there oh, that we no, don't know no. about? No, no, I think you're literally hearing all of them or most of them. I mean, I, I'm I think you were saying uh, my Annie was saying that um, these happen a lot and she forgets about some. But from what I've heard, I have never heard anything being wrong necessarily. But um, I haven't even heard some, actually I haven't even heard a couple of those stories and I'm, <laughs> I have chills right now and I feel it's so, uh, it's a lot. I know. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm learning as we go with this. Yeah. Like, I don't know about any of this stuff. So every single okay, interview guys, I do for I'm this laughing. show. I'm laughing. I'm going to put this in here right now, just because I'm saying this, as we just said this, my wall, this shelf, the shelf that the thing fell over on just popped. No way. It, honest to God. It just went like in a spot, just went pew, right here. I mean, and I, <laughs> it made me laugh. It made me laugh because I was like, okay. <laughs> it just, I, I, <laughs> I mean, you're still oh, recording your voice memo, right? Uh, you what? You're still recording on your phone, right? So it stopped. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> when did it stop? I don't know. I'm looking at it right now and it just was stopped. What does it say? Did it say like 50 <laughs> minutes or something? Look. I don't know. Let me look. <laughs> it just says resume. So it stopped it. I don't know. It stopped and it, I don't know. I wonder it went for 51 it... minutes. Oh, so that's I, essentially yeah. now. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it stopped when the pop happened? Yes. <laughs> I don't know what it sounds like. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know if this is I'm looking at this. It stopped. I mean, I've been watching you this whole time. You haven't you didn't touch your phone. No, I haven't touched my phone. Okay. <laughs> I promise I'm not behind this either. <laughs> I'm gonna have to <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to look at, like, I don't know what to do with this now. Like, I, I'll have to look and see how it lines up after. Um, this will either be a really spooky part 
at the end of this podcast or it's going to be a really dumb part and I'm going to have screwed up audio, but. (laughs) (sighs) If it, I don't know what, I don't know what it did. It, it, it's on now again. No, I didn't. Should I turn it back on? Probably. Do me that. Right. Or I have, I have no idea. Or should, 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 should we start a new one? Yeah. Do start save that one and start a new one. Okay. Done. And then I'll go to. Okay. It should say save. Yeah. And just do like part one or something. Recording. Hold on. Let me see. New recording. Hold on. I think it saves automatically. Yeah, I think it saves automatically. Okay, so now I'm just all recordings. Okay, there you go. It's saved. All right, so now I'll do a new one. That's really weird. I started, I think. There, now I just started a new one. I started a couple of minutes after you. I'm at 52 minutes right now. So okay. the, if the other okay. one is, oh my God. It was 51.25 or something. I think it stopped right after that. I wonder if it's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That was weird. Should we? <laughs> Should we, we could test right now if you like hit play and then slide it to the end, we could see where it cuts off. Well, we do that later. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Why don't we do it? Now? I'll, I'll fix it in post. Let's see. Cause I don't want to like risk having it deleted or anything. Is it recording? Um, it's, I'm recording now. Yeah. Okay. So you just heard a pop in your house? It, it yeah. Before what? <laughs> it just did a, a, a pop in the corner of the, of the, the shelf just went like <laughs> it's a it's a different kind of a sound i can't explain it but <laughs> that's so funny well is there anything that you've learned from this or is there anything that you think the audience uh should take from your experience and you know things that you would like them to understand i only that i as my friend said um I think the veil between this world and the next is very thin, is a lot thinner than we think. And um, as much as it can be frightening for people, um, it also is very comforting. Uh, and, I, and for me, I, I feel like the things that I've seen, the people that I've seen, I get comforted by it. And I feel like there is another, there is another place that we're going to be going. We will see those people again or we will they're somewhere they're coming back to me to tell me to tell people that they're okay and to, you know and I just I feel like it, it just gives me hope it gives me hope thank you so much for telling me these stories um this is really incredible and and please if you uh if you get any messages for me be sure to hit me up immediately <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> any other pops you know, I definitely will. <laughs> it was really nice talking with you. <laughs> Same to you. All right. So I guess I should just address the obvious right away. The pop. Um, I, I obviously listened back to the audio. It does cut off, but it cuts off after the pop happened. So I was able to hear it on Zoom. Zoom automatically noise cancels. So it's sort of was hard to hear in the first place. In the interview, it was hard to hear. But in her iPhone recording, I had I have the guests record a voice memo um, of themselves talking that they send to me. That was recording. And you could hear the pop. You could hear it. I'll play it right now, actually. It's, it's small, but you could definitely hear there's this little noise um, coming from her right-hand side. I guess it was the shelf where she found the ashes. And you could hear it. I'll play it right now. Uh, it's a lot. I know. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm learning as we go. With this. Yeah. You could definitely hear it. I mean, I think a lot of paranormal shows would probably be tempted to enhance that sound and make it some crazy crash, but that's not the type of podcast I'm hosting. Um, but you could definitely hear it. It's very strange. It kind of sounds almost like a picture frame falling down. That's what I imagine in my head for some reason, it sounds like a wooden picture frame hitting a wood shelf. It's this little slap pop sound. Very, very peculiar. And then the second thing is that her recording stopped. Now, she thought that it stopped when the pop happened, and that would have been very, very weird. That's... it. it I don't know what to make of this. It recorded the pop... And then it stopped recording a little after. 
I have a video version of this and she's not touching her phone when it stopped recording. It's somewhere in between. It's, it's very unusual. I don't know what caused it to stop recording. You know, there's always a chance that she just made a mistake and like pressed the wrong button or something or bumped it. I don't know. Um, either way, it's, it's a weird situation. And I've heard a lot of iPhone recordings. You could usually hear a person like picking up the phone before it stops. Um, but that wasn't the case. And then I also have this video version of it and it's weird. It just kind of stops, um, stops recording somewhat sometime after the pop, but before she picked up her phone. Very weird. Thank you, Annie and Shane for telling us those stories. I don't know what to think of that. That's, um, something's going on with Annie and I think, I think she might have some updates for us later on. We'll see. Um, I would really like to see her try to develop whatever it is that she has. I mean, she, she clearly has some kind of skill. I don't think she understands it yet, but if she ever understands it more later on in life, I'd be really excited to talk to her about it. Maybe one day we'll be hearing from Annie again. So thank you so much to Shane and Annie for telling us those stories. Otherworld is executive produced and hosted by myself, Jack Wagner. Our theme song is by Cobraman. Our music and soundtrack is by Juice Jackal and Chrome Sparks. Editing and engineering by Theo Schaefer. The artwork for our show is by Cul-de-Sac Studios. Once again, this is an independent show, so please show your support by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, and telling your friends. Also, if you or somebody you know has experienced something paranormal, supernatural, or unexplained, you could send us a story at stories at otherworldpod.com. This has been episode five of Otherworld. I'm your host, Jack Wagner. Thank you for listening.